What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kiskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at kisqali.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kiskali is right for you. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Low Mid Podcast. You already know what it is. It's your boy Huey Revolution. And as always, I got my homies with me. Ramil, what's going on, y'all? And yeah, it's it's not anymore, so what's up? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so today we actually have a special guest joining the show. Um, let her introduce herself. Oh, what's up? My name is Ogechi. Ogechi. Um, would you like to kind of tell the people who you are, what you do? Well, I am, to put it into one thing, a genre eclectic artist. Mm-hmm. And so I, as for the whole list of shit, like rapper, singer, songwriter, uh, author, poet, uh, dancer, I'm a film major, so we're getting into that filmmaking side, actress. There you yeah, go. So she's just one and all, basically. Yeah, right? just creative complete yeah. artist <laughs> yeah she just brought in some books i didn't even know you were an author until just now yeah yeah so this, um, this is this is dope like thank you so much like i was not expecting a, a <laughs> gift <laughs> oh and uh if you guys keep up with low mid if you guys have seen our channel and seen our documentary invisible then you'll know that uh Gaethje is one of the co-stars of that documentary actually most definitely so, yes sir i yeah. was looking rough y'all so <laughs> it's all good now I, I, was, I had a hat on so at least it I was looking rough in that film, too. <laughs> but uh, if y'all haven't seen that, go ahead and check that out. Yeah, yeah. And we'll get into more of an interview with Ogechi later on. But uh, let's run down how today's show is going to go, because it's a little bit different than usual. So yeah. we got, we got a, uh, the trending topic se- segment, which is going to be first. Uh, as you know, whenever we have a guest, we do an interview at the end. And then today, instead of top three, we decided we're going to try something a little bit different. You guys like the uh, debate segment that we did last time, so trying something, again, a little bit different than the usual. We're going to do a hip-hop fantasy draft. Yeah. Yes, sir. We're all going to basically, like, draft our own label. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We got a pool of about 20, 21 artists, something like that, and we're just going to draft away. <laughs> yeah. We're going to be doing it as if we were a label who we draft. And we'll I'll explain more of the rules for that when we get to it. But, uh, yeah, as always, let us know what you guys think of each segment. If you want us to bring it back. We'll bring it back, and uh, without further ado, let's begin. Nemo, what's the first topic? All right, so the first topic, um, last week, um, Playboy Cardi, he had some some leak issues, you know what I'm saying? Somebody hacked into his Apple Music, and they posted five songs that were, like, unreleased. And he had gone on Instagram, and he had responded, and he said, Hacked, sad face, I haven't released anything, confused face, I hate leaks, sad face, leave me alone. So first of all, how do we feel about leaks? They're fucking very unfortunate for the artists, I think. Like, damn, like, 
it's like that was some shit I was waiting to release at a specific time. And now it's like, okay, well, if it gets released without my consent or without my knowledge, it's kind of like, okay, well, fuck, like the surprise is going essentially from what I was trying to do. Like, that's always been a thing with leaks and shit and artists. And like, that's why they be airtight about that shit. But I don't understand how it still happens every single time unless and it's, you said he got hacked. Yeah. How the yeah. fuck do you hack an artist that big out of music? You got to be a good hacker, I guess, right? Yeah. I mean, think about how many people touch music before it actually goes out, though. Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true. It so, goes through a lot of long process. Yeah, yeah, the engineer, if they had a friend in the room who was like, hmm, yeah. <laughs> go ahead, slide my little USB. <laughs> yeah, some, sometimes it's the little studio interns, they'd be doing that shit. They'd be like, oh, shit, this nigga left his email open. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Let me upload my shit real quick. <laughs> I know y'all remember... Uh, Lil Uzi, remember that video he had where he found the hacker that was releasing all his music, and he was just like bitching him, telling him to sit up, sit down. Yeah, we, I was gonna get, shit. I was gonna get to that in a minute, but yeah, that is a good example. But like, how do we feel as fans? As so fans, we, so now we know how it feels as an artist. Like, Rod explained the artist side, but as fans, how do we feel about leaks? I mean, I guess if you're a fan of that artist, selfishly, you could be like, okay, you got, I maybe got like a little sooner. So you might be like, <laughs> oh, shit. Like, I don't know. Like, it's it's kind of like whenever an artist that I like songs have leaked or whatever, I mean, um, I usually just always just listen to it, I guess, or whatever, <laughs> even though it's like, damn, that's fucked up for them. But it's like as a fan, I guess, I mean, what else are you going to do but listen. listen to it? Like, it's, yeah. it's there. <laughs> I mean, as when I remember being a kid, I guess the the only reason leaks are really bad is because, like, you're taking money from the artists, essentially, I guess. But I remember as a kid, like, when I didn't have, like, no money at all, even though I still don't have any money, but, like, when I had <laughs> even less, there would be those, like, torrent websites where you just download a whole bunch of illegal music for free. I didn't really know much about what it was. I was just like, I'm getting free music. So <laughs> at that point in my life, I was like, this is cool. I mean, <laughs> one way or another, like, I don't know. I think if you have the money... Even if a song gets leaked, you should like make sure that you listen to it when it's officially released if you want to support yeah. the artist financially or just like in a way that really impacts them. Um, most people probably aren't going to do that, I guess, because depending on when the song's released, people might just forget about it by the time it actually gets released. So that's not great. But I don't know. As a fan, I don't know. I guess people, if you, if you don't have the money, like, I don't know. I don't know. It's very. I'm very torn on it, I guess, because on one hand, it's kind of like it's just as a fan, just listening to the music, I guess. It's not really my fault that it got leaked, but on the other hand, it's like, I guess it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like some shit, they, some shit they wanted to monetize is no longer monetizable now because it's out here for free, so nobody's going to get it. They can get it for free. Yeah, and sp- I didn't really delve into it, but like as an artist, that would suck. Like imagine if you spent like six months on a music video or something. And you were like, all right, I can't wait till ooh, June 7th. I'm going to release this shit exactly at this time because of this, this, and this. And that shit just comes out like two weeks early. You'd be so pissed. Or your whole album came out like two weeks early. Oh, uh, exactly. I'd be like, man, what the yeah. fuck going on? Was that, and then it's like the story behind it kind of gets scored because they didn't even get to tell you anything about it. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like all the money that goes into marketing and the planning just kind of goes to shit. Yeah. So it's like not just the artists, it's the label behind them or their managers and all their people's like, well, payment is still due. So <laughs> yeah, right. you got to recoup that shit. You got to recoup that shit uh, still. And you don't even know if they even wanted to release it, too, because a lot of so- people just have songs in the bank. Like yeah. Drafts that they're yeah. Yeah. On to and stuff. yeah. 
Yeah. True. So, is it possible for leaks to be a good thing at all? I mean, for the niggas that get to listen to the music <laughs> early. <laughs> if you wanted some free shit, then yeah. it's good for you. But on the artist side, I don't really see a benefit to it. If the label was, like, keeping it, to, like, you know, yeah, like, they'll do that thing where, like, they won't release a record for some mm. certain reason. Mm-hmm. If it's mm. that kind of way and the artist, like, got their friends to, like, hey. Leak it. Yeah. yeah. Bro, just, just, just go ahead. <laughs> like, then that's the only way that I could see it being, like, a good thing. Because it was, like, otherwise we ne- would have never got that music. Yeah. So. I- what were you finna say? I was finna say because, like, I know sometimes artists will be like, my label won't let me release anything. Mm-hmm. And I've been wanting to release this shit since last year. Like, didn't that happen to Ski Mask? Ski? Wayne? Ski, yeah. A whole bunch of Uzi. Because well, Uzi. <laughs> Actually, not with Ski. It was a little bit different. He had, he he kind of just had label issues. But I mean, I'm, and, I'm meaning, like, he, he had the issues with that. They wouldn't let him release it. Then he released it, and then it got taken down. And then he released it again. So that really <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, that <laughs> fucked, like that fucked up the like, whole marketing yes. plan. No, yes, nigga. No, yes, nigga. No, so, it's, it's yeah. doing it. I mean, I, it'd be good, I guess, if if you're an artist that was just pissed, and after a certain point, you're like, I don't care, like somebody, because then you don't have to worry about let, like releasing it. I guess, especially like if you're just coming up, and they're like withholding music that you want to release. I guess the leaks can be at least not bad in that situation if the artist is just like, I don't even care. I just want people to hear the music. Like, what if your leak goes number one, though? Like, um, mm-hmm. with that Cardi song, uh, Kid Cudi Kid slash Cuddy. Pissy Pamper. That now shit went number one When on you think Spotify. about it like that, that's <laughs> actually kind of good, I guess, for Cardi. Because that shit kind of blew up, like, yeah. huge, huge. And the whole song isn't even out yet, so... And then he ended up just being like, fuck it, and just started performing it in tours and everything. So... <laughs> I guess it kind of it turned into something good or more positive than we might have initially thought it could be. But, you know, overall, leaks are still pretty, like, not good for artists. But it just happened to work out for him, I guess, in this instant. So do y'all know anybody else who, like, has a problem with leaks? I know Cardi, he he got a a big problem with leaks because, like, I know his fans, they come at his leaks hard as fuck. Like yeah. those songs that got posted on album music, I had heard those shits like five months ago already. So that's how you know his least be bad. And then like me personally with Earl and shit, yeah, his his core fan base would like gravitate towards the leaks when, uh, before some rap songs came out. So I was wondering like in y'all's experience, have y'all seen any other artists that had problems with leaks? Besides Uzi, Nikki. not really. Nikki. Not really, no. Nikki. Last year, you know the whole Queen thing the ganja burns mm-hmm. music video came yeah. out like i was in nigeria and i was like wow like this is the whole music video posted on some random indian man's account so i know she probably had to be pissed about that and it wasn't that great of a track either so it was like oh. <laughs> <laughs> joe button made fun of it yeah, I remember. <laughs> so it came out early and people didn't like it Jeez. so yeah <laughs> so what about uzi uh, I, yeah, I was just gonna bring up like I remember he was really pissed that that nigga kept le- ha- like leaking all his songs. And he was just like, "You're fucking up relationships I have with other people." I guess like maybe producers or something that that may have b- think that he's just releasing the songs early without telling them, so they don't have enough time to like promote it or whatever this or yeah. that. You know, because mm-hmm. when it, when people are leaking tracks, they're not giving people proper credit. I'm assuming because they don't fucking know who. Yeah, they just like, putting you know, shit out there. So yeah, I, that's the only run I can really remember is just Uzi when him he, him getting pissed about leak songs, and yeah, just Playboy Cardi. I think half of Eternal a take leaked as well. Did oh it? damn! Yeah, I th- oh yeah, somebody on uh somebody on uh, made like 
a little Uzi Spotify page or whatever called like Samir Woods and they posted like eight songs <laughs> that were supposed to be on Eternal Tape. They use this fucking real name. <laughs> that's trash. <laughs> yeah, no, that's like that's just like y- y'all might might have to fact check me on this, but I th- I'm pretty sure this is right. So I don't know if y'all knew, but um, the college dropout actually got leaked a couple months, or some songs got leaked a couple months before he was planning to release it, oh, and he shit. had to take it out and rework like a lot of that shit. Wow, damn. Into that's why you know what I'm saying like a lot of people. I think that's that, that might be common knowledge, but a lot of people don't know that like it got leaked like six months five or six months before he originally planned to like release it and so that's why i got pushed back yeah, so he was like Man, i gotta rework all this shit and do all the create new songs for this shit because you know what i'm saying it's already in the in fucking in the public eye now so now i gotta fucking rethink now that you bring that up i think i did see some leaks for yandi like a few months ago so that might be why he pushed that shit back too yeah or i heard some snippets about it. i heard snippets i don't know if i heard like that 80 degrees i don't know if that was like an official leak or that was just like a um, reference track or something. Because, you know, sometimes they'd be like, oh, it's not a leak. It's a reference track. But I, th- I thought that was, I don't know if that's the same shit. I'm not really familiar with that shit. But, but if a reference track like is on the inf- yeah. yeah, if it's on the internet, then that shit leak like shit. Oh, okay, well. <laughs> yeah, reference track shouldn't No one's supposed to hear a <laughs> reference track ever. <laughs> oh, shit. So, I mean, yeah, but possibly shit. That could be a reason, too. Other than that, that nigga just, I don't know. He just pushing that shit back just for the fuck of it, I think. Didn't Youngboy have some problem with leaks, too? I did hear vaguely about that. Now that you say that, you bring that up. Yeah. I think he, it's it's, it's going to be harder. It's harder than ever now to not have a problem with it because of the internet. That shit like, is scary. If the most, like, top level, should have the top level of security, Kanye, and then my <laughs> leaked, who the fuck is safe? Like, you know what I'm saying? Who is safe? Like, Drake got leaked. Drake's whole album. Jay-Z released. whole album come out like a month ahead of time and the niggas on the bottom like, well, my shit, like, you know, my shit is fucking exposed as shit. Jesus. Like, but being able to hack shit, that's fucking insane. Like, you just have access to everything if you just know how to work code of a computer. That's crazy to me. Is there any legal action that can be taken if a person hacks and releases the music before, like, hand? Like, I'm assuming so. Shit, not that I know of. I would hope so. It was probably anything that has to do with privacy. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the invasion. Yeah. You but s- if you find the nigga, too, because right. who does it? <laughs> exactly. How are you going to know? <laughs> it, could be, it could be one out of 50 million motherfuckers that could have hacked my shit. Exactly. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. And like I, I, like I, I said, it's the internet, bro. You never know. I definitely think you could take some kind of legal action against that. I would hope so, because that's like just, I don't know, that's that's like stealing somebody's art and maybe profiting off of it. Like, you could be getting money from it if you're, like, monetizing it or something like that. <laughs> so, I would hope so. Shit. So, Huey, you, you were showing us some unreleased shit last week. How would you feel if that if that one motherfucker See, got, bef- got put out? Before then, I had never really cared that much about leaks, but then... <laughs> This is probably the first time where I just stockpiled up on a bunch of songs and been like, okay, I'm gonna release this one, then this, then then. I would be so pissed if somebody <laughs> just leaked all that shit tomorrow. I would be so unhappy, bro. Because, because of the because of the rollout plan, right? Yes, and because of how much time I spent making sure everything was like meticulously planned out, and if they're just like and dropped all that shit tomorrow, <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like. What the fuck? Because that just, that would fuck, especially for me, I'm like low level. Nobody, like, that would like oversaturate everything that I'm trying to do. Like, that would just be a bad look. You know, I, I wouldn't have time to properly promote anything. Right, right. I would be heated. I would be pretty mad. I think maybe that might be the biggest con of a leak is the lack of promotion and marketing that you don't yeah, get to do for your yeah. project anymore. But like, I, shit. I'm trying to think though, how, like, 
I would be kind of flattered though if I'm at my level and somebody's like, I need to leak this shit. Because <laughs> I'm like, dang. What, Up and coming, what? yeah, it might be a little like, oh, y'all like my shit that much that y'all gonna yeah, put it out. If, if they leak, I would still be kind of upset, but I would be like, I don't know. It depends on what happens. If it blows up, I'll be like, that's cool. If it blows up, and I'm like, oh, appreciate it. it. But I did it. Yeah, I appreciate it, But if it gets drowned out, I would be pissed because I'd be like, well, you fucked my shit up. <laughs> How many artists do y'all know of by name who like those artists who like who they say leak their own music? Like they, like how many? Who who are some of those people? Because I do hear about that like artist intention of like putting music out uh, ahead of time or there, something. Yeah, there was a myth that Cardi did that shit, but now that he like actually talked about leaks, he says he hates them. I don't think he's the one. There used to be a myth where. Like, he would be controlling all the YouTube channels that leak his music because there's, there's a whole bunch of them. Like, Cardi leaks, Cardi music. I don't know. Yeah, right? I was <laughs> shit. Like, but um, now that I think about it, I don't know if, if anybody doing that shit on their own unless it's just somebody that's angry as fuck at their label. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I guess Ski is the only one that comes to mind. He leaked his tape. That shit didn't go well. Yeah, so it didn't. Which tape? <laughs> Uh, uh, beware of Eli. Book of, the book of Eli. Yeah, beware the book of Eli. Yeah, it's just old 12k yeah. the first week. That release date, all that shit surrounding that was so weird, bro. So by the time I finally got around to listening to it, I was just like underwhelmed, I guess, because I was like, so this is the <laughs> bro. The, the fire songs weren't even on there. That's what I was version. saying. I was like, so there's some songs aren't here, but this is it dropped last week but now it's out but it's a different version i, I was <laughs> yeah. just like all right bruh. it just seems like that project maybe suffered to y'all because of the bad rollout yeah. and how complicated the shit was which is effects that's what i'm saying that's why I like leaks are like all that shit leading up to the actual release of the album helped bring that aura around the project that you need for people to want to go buy your shit or support your shit you know what i'm saying so like if somebody gets your shit for free number one and way earlier so now you lost two things. You lost the money you could have made from it, and you lost the marketing and promotion and all the hype that you had to put behind the project. <laughs> so it was like, fuck. Like as an artist, that's probably like one of your your worst enemies is a fucking leak. I would think. Yeah, I'd be mad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're all in agreement. So leaks fucking suck. Yeah, leaks suck. Oh, and if you're a hack, artist, if you were hacking that nigga, like stop that shit. You know what I'm saying? Because how would you feel if somebody leaked your shit? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> to anybody who might be listening who's a hacker, how would you feel? You know what I'm saying? You'd be pretty pissed. Right. But, but low-key, kudos to you for knowing that code and to be able that to hack. Because that's, that's, that's difficult. That's pretty insane. You <laughs> need to work difficult. for NASA or some shit. You shouldn't <laughs> like, be just leaking Playboy Cardi stuff. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, why are you not? <laughs> Probably some 13-year-old in Idaho right. or something. Like. Exactly. Oh, shit. That's insane. Bro, don't make fun of the hackers, bro. They might hack our shit. Bro. And just post oh, all shit, kinds wait, of... Don't, ha- don't hack our... Just please <laughs> don't. Oh, shit. You know please. what I'm saying? Skewer the numbers. Right. <laughs> you know. Just fuck everything up, bro. Yeah, don't don't do that. You know what I'm saying? Please, guys. If you have that ability to, which if you if you have that skill set, you should use it for something that's gonna make yeah, you a lot man. more money, and that's good instead of sabotaging somebody else's art potentially. You know what I'm saying? Like, just you know. Yeah. So, do y'all want to move to the draft? Let's yeah, go ahead and let's, get it popping. Let's get into this draft. All right. So. For the people back at home, here are the rules of this draft. We got 21 names on this hip-hop fantasy draft list. We're each our own label, individually, all four of us. The goal of the game is for us to have the best team of rappers, right? Yeah. And the audience back home, you guys let us know who you think 
whose label will be, would be most successful, right? Yeah. So we got three tiers of rappers. Yeah. We got the oh. icon tier, superstar, and star tier. What were you finna say, Nemo? We, we separated into tiers because everybody's starting off with 300 points. So instead of, like, rounds, I guess, you'd have to spend up your points. Yeah. We're, we're going to go around and each, be, um, each pick, you know, one at a time who we want. And you can't pick somebody once somebody else has already picked them, just like a real draft. Yeah. Uh, the reason why we don't get offended if one of your favorite rappers <laughs> is in, like, the lower or middle tier, we really just said the first 21 names that came to mind and just, like, put them in tiers accordingly with only a limited number of slots <laughs> in each one. So. And the selection you know process was very meticulous. Yeah. And, like, we were just like, okay, how the fuck? We're gonna place this there. Where what we just yeah we we, we fit him the best way we could. So if y'all <laughs> want us to do this again, we'll probably do another one with with all different names yeah. and uh, you know or a different type of or a different type of draft. Like if we wanted to make a '90s label, we would have a '90s pool. There you but go. yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay, so let me let me read off all the names. Icon tier. These are the people worth 150 points. We got Jay Z, Kanye, Drake, and Kendrick Lamar. Then we got the superstar tier, which are the people worth. 100 points, Nicki Minaj, J. Cole, Tyler the Creator, Cardi B, Travis, and Travis Scott. Then this is the tier with the most people in it. This is the star tier. Everyone here is worth 50 points. Pusha T, Big Sean, Logic, Lil Uzi Vert, Gunna, 21 Savage, Jid, Playboy Cardi, Meg Thee Stallion, Rico Nasty, Baby, and No Name. Okay, so for the people back at home, here's the order. It's me, let me, Nemo, man, let me write Ogeshi, let me write then Jalen. So, see, this is hard, bro, because you could end up getting two icons yeah. or a bunch of stars or a few superstars. I mean, but their trajectory and the way that their career is going exactly. is something I would look at as a label yeah, owner. Exactly. So let me see. Who am I going to recruit? there's some people in this I wouldn't necessarily take because where are you going to go? Exactly. Oh, wait, so repeat the draft order real quick. Me, you. Ogeshi, Ra. All right. Okay, okay. Right. Jesus, so, this is difficult. So that means Huey's on the clock. He got the first pick. Okay, okay. For the first pick for the revolutionary records uh, <laughs> draft, <laughs> we select fucking... Uh, this is stupid. This is difficult. 300 points, mind you. I select Cardi B. As my first pick. Cardi B. So you got 200 points left. And the reason why, I guess we can all go around and then say the reason why. Yeah. After the first round. Nemo, who's your first draft pick? Across the route. Um, all right. For the first round, I'm going with J. Cole. Okay. They spending some decent bucks. They spending some decent bucks for the first round. Lord. Um... <laughs> Alrighty, yeah, and then keep crossing it out too. So for my first pick, okay, we only got three hundred points to to work with here. I'm taking Tyler. Okay. Damn, 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 damn. damn. <laughs> the luck of the goddamn draw, huh? <laughs> Shit. Goddamn, I can't hit on that. That nigga was finna draft Tyler too. Ah, I was, <laughs> man. I was literally like, I was like, okay, I'm finna just, you know, what I'm saying, all right. For my first draft pick, um, I might be a little cheap here. <laughs> <laughs> I might, I might, I might be looking at the low, the, the star tier nigga. Um, 
Oh man, okay. Um, for my label, the first person I'm gonna draft is fuck it. I'll go with Travis. Travis Scott. Okay. Right. Okay. Right. So after the <laughs> first heavy round, now fuck it. Heavy we have. Yeah. These are how our labels are looking. All of us are down 100 points, so we're all at 200 points. Nobody went for the icons or the stars. I have Cardi B. Nemo has J. Cole, Gaethje has Tyler, the creator, and Ra has Travis Scott. Ra, do you want to say why you picked Travis Scott? Travis Scott um, is, well, first of all, he's a heavy hitter now. Um, and he's very, um, like, he's one of the biggest artists out right now. He has a very diverse production palette that he uses. And he's, like, he has a very distinct style that, like, he doesn't really deviate to too much, but it literally works for just Travis and, like, his shows are lit. People gonna come see Travis. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, he can he sell out an arena. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, he has True. the charisma. He, he got the whole gimmick and everything like that. Like, he got, he's a draw. So, like, you know what I'm saying? That's why I picked Travis. Fuck. Oh, Gaethje, why did you pick Tyler? I picked Tyler um, as a businesswoman. Same, same. <laughs> uh, he has a cult following that'll follow him no matter what he does. So, that's always going to be money. He is a very, uh, morphing blending he can do whatever he kind of wants creatively creatively especially as both rapper and producer and you know that he's somebody who takes it seriously so he's only going to try to be better in the future and he's only 27 i believe now mm-hmm. so he has a very long career ahead of him he already has his own festival so it's always going to be a market that we could play with um he has a back he has like groups that he's affiliated with he's a likable person mm-hmm. outside of art so that's always going to play true. well very true and just a dope ass nigga. Like, <laughs> I want to work with you. <laughs> Very true. All right, Nemo, J. Cole. All right, so J. Cole, this is going to be my veteran pick. So he's going to be the nigga that's going to get all the other niggas in line. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so he's going to make sure that they all got some, some game within their noggin. And, you know what I'm saying? As an artist, he, I would say he's a money grabber because he he do be selling 400 units the first week, but you can't really knock down his legacy mm-hmm. at all. So that's another reason why I took him in, and you can't really just you you can't really debate with his storytelling ability and his ability to actually like make an impactful record. So that's why I'm taking J Cole first. Okay, okay. So I picked Cardi B. This was purely like a, a, a straight business man decision. She's on top right now. <laughs> yeah, it was like, she's going to make me the most money. Shit. She, like, it, like, the amount of money you could probably get from her, if even if her career just lasted for the next three years, with that right, like, she's doing commercials, all this shit, TV, and all this shit. She, she just won album of the year at, which, BT at BET Awards. Like, come on now. You know what I'm saying? Cardi B, she's the, the top. She's one of the top rappers, period. Yeah, and definitely the top female rapper right now. So, I mean, come on now. That's a, that's a lot of he money. He looked the Cardi B name and started dollar signs. That's a lot of revenue right there. <laughs> Plus, she's got, she got a personality. She'd be on Jimmy Kimmel. People like just watching her do whatever, I guess. Yeah. And, you know what I'm saying? Her name's always in the headlines right now. Press, yeah. press, 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 press. You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> it's like so she... Nice. Man, not only... You got a Grammy for album of the year. That's what and I'm you saying. got a BET award she for album of the year. She got songwriter of the year 
as well. Oh, yeah, hold did. up. Yeah, I hold saw up. that shit too. I was like, hold hey, up. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah, like, who she know? Who she know in the industry that said that? Who she know that was like, okay, behind the scenes, like, nominate me for this shit. You know what I'm saying? I don't give a fuck what they said. I mean, her name is on everything, so. And she was in Time Magazine, too. Come on. Yeah. Hey, y'all boosting me up. We're not talking, yo. Keep talking. I'm waiting for the second pick, though. Yeah, let's get the second pick going. Second round. He was on the clock. Should we go backwards now? Since I already went first, that might I mean, be no. Wasn't that the point of? Okay, never mind. <laughs> All right, let me let me uh, let me see who I want. I got two hundred points here. The only one from the superstars who hasn't been picked is Nicki Minaj. Mm, I think I might have to be a little cheap here. Yeah, somebody. Somebody's niggas, niggas on this list. <laughs> yeah, somebody's niggas on this list not gonna get drafted. Oh man, hold up. Man. I mean, that's the reality of the league. You feel what I'm saying? Somebody, somebody's gotta go, gotta go overseas. You know what? <laughs> it's big money time. Oh shit! Kanye West. Oh, oh Mr. Okay. West, Mr. West. You went for the jugular on the second pick. I was one. That's all. Like, I wonder what the second pick is gonna look like. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Nemo. All right. Let's see. How do I want to draft these niggas? Dang, bro, I only have 50 points. <laughs> <laughs> that was the gamble you took. Fuck Damn. Damn. Let me see. You gotta look at it closely. <laughs> let, me just, like, let me reevaluate this shit real quick. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me look twice. How much money I got left in the budget? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That nigga look expensive. <laughs> Go down. <laughs> Too much. Oh, I see. We got 200 points. Yeah. We got Helena still on the board. You know what? You know, it's like Jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll Jeopardy take Travis Scott for 200, please. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. Hmm. You know what? I think I'm going to have to go ahead. And fuck, nah, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Give me a second. Give me a second. I was finna draft that nigga, but no. Nah, <laughs> Word. <laughs> but nah, yeah, yeah. I think about that long shit. All right, the pick is in. So, <laughs> is it big money time? Um, it's potential big money time. Oh, okay. Oh. So for in the second round with the number two pick, the Nemoids are gonna get. The baby, uh-huh. okay. Uh-huh. That's, that's, that's not that's, that's, that's a good pick. Yeah. Okay. For Geishi. Uh, okay. Jesus. So, so, who did you pick first? The first pick, I selected J Cole. J Cole and the baby. I only have two people in my mind right now, but they're so <laughs> different. Bro. <laughs> he's praying he's like please don't cause I feel like if I don't pick one of them they're gonna get chosen as well so it's like <sighs> yeah I hope I hope the nigga that I, I skipped over I hope he's available in the next round <laughs> that's yeah. what I'm looking at too um oh so Nemo you still have 150 points right okay so yeah. I'm looking at my whole label though too I have Tyler the creator who would be nice next to him that, as well uh, yeah, I'm like, like that's the, part of the decision making process. I'm like, damn, how do you niggas gonna jam? <laughs> <laughs> Walk in and just not like each other. Right. I don't fuck with that. Why you get music. this bitch, nigga? <laughs> oh, yo, I really don't. 
<laughs> this is hard. <laughs> wow. Now I see why. Okay. Mm-hmm. If I am looking <laughs> for the shit long. <sighs> yeah, because as a label, too, we also got to think about who's going to be a money grabber. You got to think about everything. Oh, uh, yes. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. The marketability, where they're at in their careers, too. Yes. yes. How, how they are as people. Okay. <laughs> I think, okay. I'm going to go with Megan Thee Stallion. Okay. okay. Ooh, good draft pick. Yeah, that's an yeah. upcoming one. That's the future right there. Honestly, I thought she was going to go undrafted. Undrafted? Really? Yeah, I thought she was going to go undrafted. I don't know the her, where she's at right now. Yeah, she's, pretty, oh, she's white hot right now. Oh, yeah, she I know hasn't where released she's, a full tape yet. I know where she's at right now. I just... Oh, well, we'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ra. All right, for Ramil, I guess the label. <laughs> I don't know. Ramil Lion. Ramil Lion. <laughs> Ramil Lion label. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> you gotta take a lot of shit into consideration. Who's gonna make money? Who's gonna Okay, okay, okay. Fuck it. Fuck it. Um It's big money time for me oh, as well. It's big money time. It's big money time. I'm going with motherfucking the Don, Jay Z. Oh I'm drafting wow. Jay Z. Oh shit. That's why he's a billionaire. This man can market the shit out of something. Let's okay, go. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Reasons. So Y'all continue that make the stallion conversation y'all were just having. Um, I just Is didn't this over? Sh- I just <laughs> he was like, I didn't think she was going to get picked. Okay. <laughs> so the, the reason I picked Kanye, I mean, he's Kanye West. Jesus, what you, you have to explain? Come on yeah. now. His he's, name is just Come it. on now. He's Kanye. He talked about running for president, and people didn't think he was that, that much joking. Yeah. So like you have that, that much, much status, that much. you have that much status. I know he's kind of been on some other shit recently, but you know he's still Kanye. That at the end of the day, we love you. Yeah, yeah, you know we, we love you. At the end of the day, and especially we're talking about business and music. Who's not finna check out the new Kanye album no when yeah. it comes out? He made a whole song saying a bunch of I'm saying poopy school, and we listened to it. Though. And the beat was like, fine. I'm mad. Like, like you like the, the beat. Day, we were we mad school. at the end, but we still listened I'm to it. I'm saying we still listened to that shit on repeat. And all this nigga said was poopy school. Shit. So come on, man. I gotta make the big money moves. Plus, Kanye is very creative yeah, yeah. person. I, I would love to just be walk in the studio and hear some weird sounds that I've never heard yeah, before. Yeah, for sure. And just know that he's finna, at the very least, make a statement, get some attention on us on the label. So yeah, that's that's how I had to rock with Kanye for the second pick. You know? Okay. Um. All right. So in the second round, I chose the baby because he's extremely marketable. You know what I'm saying? He's what the white folks want to see as an entertainer. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I definitely need him on board. And you know what I'm saying? J. Cole, he going to whip this nigga into shape. You know what I'm saying? That's why I got him in the first round because he's, he's going to bring on, he's gonna bring on that team leader mentality. He's your fucking manager. Team manager. No, nah, he, he's gonna be he's gonna be the LeBron of my team. You know what I'm saying? He's gonna be like you know what I'm saying? He's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> where I know what you're saying. <laughs> All right. But the oh. baby, I also think he's got the great. He, he's got a great ability to be a little bit lyrical on his on his records, yeah. like mm-hmm. in a in a modern way, I suppose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I feel like him clashing with J Cole, that that could lead to something lethal, maybe. Okay. Never thought of it that way. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know why you thought that Megan would go undrafted, especially <clears throat> considering that she's like you know the first lady of fifteen fifteen oh one. And has, you know, Kevin Lyles and all them niggas behind her. And then she also 
where she's at in her career, not having her official album out. She's 24 years old. She's about to graduate college. She's on a lot of humanitarian stuff, which makes her just look good in the public eye. She has the the frame and the build that we want from female rappers. She actually has a lyrical ability behind her as okay, well okay. as being able to cater to the club, ratchet shit that we want. But also if you listen back to her, oh, those older music before things that like came out with mm-hmm. like fever and stuff like that, you can tell that she really does study rap. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you does. know that whatever she gave us now is going to change in the future, especially if I pair up with someone like Tyler, the creator who was just, everywhere he could probably wow. give her to go into other directions like how about we do this with your voice because she does kind of get into the same cadence sometimes and so True. having that creative ne- person next to her that is a completely opposite of her will push them both to go to different places True. and you know wow that's yeah, yeah, a good point both of them are really young so i know i'll, I'll get decades out of y'all so I'm, I'm glad that i egged you on to like bring out that uh that fucking detail i needed yeah, I didn't know much of that stuff. That's really that makes her a really good pick. Her mom was a rapper. I kind of, I kind of yeah, knew, I, I kind of knew a little bit about all this stuff, but I just really wanted her to express it. Okay, <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Rah. Um. Okay. <laughs> why did I choose Jay Z? Oh shit! Why'd you choose him? <laughs> um. Yeah. All right, nigga, so yeah, why did you choose? Why, him? I mean, why, he's going to retire soon, nigga. And and, that's, and okay. What if he doesn't do anything point. with Beyonce no more? And that's my point. Ooh. That's my point. <laughs> How many rappers do you know? are not going to respect Jay-Z on a label. How many rappers do you know have the business sense and the ability to get you in certain doors and to expand your label as big as they can get other than Mm Jay-Z? But but he's not doing the business with you. You signed up as an artist. I mean, but also still, though, he but he's a businessman, too. He's still a but you signed him as an artist. I did sign him as an artist, and so he's, he's like, not, and he's, he's still not gonna make like, your business he's like, he's like one of the like Jay Z is still like one of the like I guess top five, if not top three biggest rappers in the world. You know what I'm saying? Like he's that's because of his career that he already did for himself that you're not getting no money from. I know, but I'm saying he's still <laughs> gonna release. Like, listen, he's on the list. He's on the list because Jay Z is still Jay Z, right? Okay, right. Jay Z, whatever. Okay, he's, so he on, still just makes your label look better. That's, that's exactly. Exactly. Like trying, that's, exactly. That's like Godfather. Okay. <laughs> that's like trying to sign Kobe and his and on his way out. Exactly. Like, you know, Kobe's done. Kobe's done. Okay, okay. Uh, Jay Z's not like, officially like done yet. To, that's like trying to sign Carmelo to the fucking Hawks. As, as the Carmelo was star. never a Jay Z. <laughs> <laughs> Carmelo was never a Jay Z. But you, you dig what I'm saying? Um, and plus, like, okay, anything that Jay Z puts his name on, there's a guaranteed a large crowd that's gonna follow that. So whether it's like, even if it's not his own project, if it's associated with Jay Z, it's gonna, it's gonna, it, uh, it has clout. Like that's just because Jay Z's name carries that much weight. So that's what I was thinking when I chose him. I'm just like, yo, like out of out of the icon tier that we had, like all of them have that effect. But he just, in my opinion, like he's and he's lasted like he has 20, 20 plus years in the game. So like it's not like you know, like even at this point in his career where he's not even rapping as much anymore, and he definitely doesn't need to. Whenever he drops something, it's still gonna be like the biggest shit you're gonna hear about. You know what I'm saying? That day, even at almost, you know what I'm saying, 50 years old, he's pushing. Okay. So for all those reasons, I'm just like, listen, like, more so like his his um, his um name and his brand and his influence overall is what's going to help my label. Um, And just because of the legend that he is, um, in addition to any additional music that he may put out, because at, at this point, everyone would consider that gravy. So, all right. Okay. okay. I, I, I feel it. I feel it. Final round. I just feel like he only has well, one more album in his label. That's this is going to be the final round. Well, oh, wait. Oh, points. wait. No, me no, it's, been, for me, it's the final round, oh, I guess. <laughs> yeah, for you. For y'all y'all are good. So, damn, I'm at 50 points. I have to pick a, a, a star tier person. I can't pick anybody yep. else. Yeah, yeah, 
This has to be a solid, solid pick since I only get one more. Um, fucking fuck. Uh, all right, I think I know who I'm going to pick, though. I'm going with my nigga Jed. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. And we'll explain it later. Right. As in, in like 10 minutes. Right, Nemo? <laughs> <laughs> I know who I want, bro. I know who I want, dog. I know who I want. Uh. I was finna get Jed to pair up with Jake Hole, bro. That, that would have been great. That would have been great. Been legendary. All right, so that means I got 150 points to spend. We're just finna be on my label. All right, third round. Let's see. Really depends on what you do now. Yeah. For the rest of us. Yeah. <laughs> you got a lot of points left. Both yeah. of y'all do, I, I think. Yeah, I only got 52. <laughs> Me and he was saying, fuck it, we jumping it to the deep end. Man, <laughs> Kanye better fucking bring us some money. Come on now. Y'all established as fuck. Come on. <laughs> Let's see. How many more projects do you think Kanye has in him? How old is he? I feel like he's going to be making music he's forever. Be, he's going to be making probably until his at least mid-50s, he's going to still yeah. be. And then he's going to just pop up on nigga shit probably in the 60s. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You'll always be <laughs> the intro. Somebody. Like Charlie Wilson. Y'all think, think he's going to... Exactly. <laughs> he'll just have a voice in the background. Exactly. <laughs> That'll be so weird. How many rappers do you know 60 years that just still doing features? <laughs> In the, walker, in the walker, in the walker, probably in the underground world. Yeah, well. maybe. Yeah, to be honest, yeah. But somebody that big, I never, I never <laughs> seen nobody that big that'll do it still. Think about like an eighty-year-old Kanye just being. Also, hip hop has an age. It has that, yeah. Which that's a whole other discussion. Yeah. I feel, but you know, mm-hmm. Kanye will be sixty-five, trying to attach himself to the newest rapper, newest rapper, seventeen-year-old. <laughs> <17 year> <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Y'all see my nephew. <laughs> Oh yeah, Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg be ra- how old is Snoop Dogg? It's he's in the fifties at least. He hasn't made another album since he's. Re- but he does features. He did after Snoop Lion. He did some right. He did some gospel. He's on some gospel shit yeah. now too. You no, remember? He's still, he's, he's still making music. He's doing it. I thought Snoop was just an influencer now. Okay. <laughs> oh right. shit. Okay. So the the pick is in third round. Second pick. The Nemoid select. Twenty one Savage. Oh. God. Damn, he just, just, you think make sure I ain't got no, you ain't got no competition for me over here, huh? <laughs> I'm trying to make sure My there's label. no competition for any of you, Nick. <laughs> I am. But I had a second, but I had a second place for that, just in case you did that. Okay, okay. <laughs> Wait, who's on your label so far? So, the Nemoids, the Nemoids so far have J. Cole, the baby, and 21. Okay. Interesting. Lord, okay. We got... Tyler, Meg, and I got 150 left. Nemo has 100 points. Ooh, so if you don't, if you don't get, um, if you get something from that other one, you can't get a heavy hitter there. Yeah, that's why I'm. Looking oh for. shit! There's, there's only two heavy, two heavy hitters, hitters left, but there's some heavy heavy hitters. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> How many points you got left, bro? He got 50. I have 50, so oh, I have to get a star. Yeah. But I already you know You have 100 left, don't you? Yeah. So you still got... Yeah. Man, fuck your label. Yeah, I'm saying. He's <laughs> 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 all these extra niggas. He might, he might have the most, but does he have the best? That's mm-hmm. the question. Mm-hmm. Are you they? Know? He's got niggas on the bench ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> got a whole bunch of six men. It's all good. I am going... Because... A lot of these niggas, their time is 
like their prime's over, and I'm not getting somebody after their prime. Okay. True. That's okay. what I. Yeah. And then another thing is this sound that is currently up is going to is going down very fast. True. So that kind of eliminates a lot of people. I don't necessarily even mess with some of them too. So. Lastly, they the rest of these <laughs> they just <suck>. ass. <laughs> so I'm ass. I'm going to have my my star three people. And go ahead and sign Kendrick. Oh, oh, Kendrick on y'all ass. Oh, good pick. So how, how many you got now? I got three: Tyler, Meg, and Kendrick. I mean, how, how many points you got left? Zero. Oh, zero. Yeah, you signed every. Oh yeah, that was that was my heavy. Yeah, that was your heavy hitter. That, that's a damn good choice to make though. <laughs> um, all right, I got fifty fucking points left. So this pick is gonna be based off purely potential, for the most part. Yeah. Um. Damn it. I'm gonna pick 21, dog. I swear to God. Okay. Um, man. Okay, so um, this pick is based off what I believe she could be. Okay. Uh-huh. She could be. She's in a very good place right now, and I think the only direction she can go is up. Okay. Oh, I think I'm now. <laughs> <laughs> so, because of sheer energy. The lion's And sign. potential. Mm-hmm. Ramil Lion the label. <laughs> <laughs> For his final pick, I'm going to have to select Rico Nasty. Okay, yeah. okay, I mean, okay, okay. Unfortunately, no name doesn't make money like that. Yeah. Even though I'm she's one of my favorite Rico. artists. She she's is. probably one of the best rappers on that list. Yeah. She period, is. But her marketability. Yeah. Got to be, gotta be real when it comes to the label. I'm sorry, no name. I love you. And so... <laughs> okay, 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 hold up. So let's, us three, we'll go over why we picked who we picked. So I picked Jid, of course, because, so let, let's look. I, I already got, well, I'll explain my whole grand scheme, but let's let's focus on Jid. So Jid, he, his first, like, commercial album, uh, DiCaprio 2, came out, like, when was that, last year? Or the year yeah, before? Last, came last out last year. year, highly critically acclaimed. Everybody was loving it. It was a good album. And that's just his first project off coming out of, like, the year before that he was on XXL Freshman List. He's only, I believe, 27 or yeah, right now. 28, yeah, 27 or 28. So he's on his way up. He's making a name for himself. He's out here, you know. He's he's linked with J. Cole. He's on Dreamville, which, you know, uh, he's probably my favorite artist on that label right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if we're speaking yeah, about his peers. And I just think he has so much potential. Like, his flows are very unique, creative. He can sing and rap. He does, he experiments with a lot of different flows, and he has the bars. Come on, he has the bars. And I feel like just him having the fundamentals plus that creativity, that's what's going to keep him, like, in the game. To He has the potential to become a very heavy hitter, especially, you know, in terms of, like, I feel like he could possibly become icon tier. He just needs that right project. So mm-hmm. at my Shit. label, at the Revolutionary label, we're going to you know, get him everything he needs. He's going to produce that next fucking hit album. And you dig? Then I got two icons on my label right there. All right. Ra, you picked Rico. Rico Nasty. Rico. All right. So Rico Nasty, um, while she's like, she's relatively, she's very new. She's um, new. very new. But she's also very to dope. Public, yeah. So to the general public, right? So like, okay, Rico Nasty, she has a very distinct style, and she created her lane. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's very, she stands out a lot. 
yeah. especially compared to a lot of um, female rappers that you might hear in the mainstream. And it seems like she's not afraid to be herself unapologetically. She's herself. And I think that as far as like staying power and longevity, I feel like people are always going to, I feel like she has a lot of room for like growth and like to evolve. You know what I'm saying? Because her energy is already infectious. Now she just has an infectious energy that I feel like can help her last long in this game. And with Travis already being on my lip, I feel like her and Travis could probably make some fast shit. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? And like, I like I could definitely hear them two collab on like some crazy shit. I'm saying or whatever. And I feel like, especially like, um, I just feel like she has a lot of star power. Like her whole persona sells itself. I think like people are gonna gravitate her because of the way she speaks, the way she moves. She's very um, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Extroverted, I guess. Like she's very a people's person and stuff like that. And on top of that, like she just got, she just can rap. Like you know yeah. what I'm saying? She's a good, she's a dope rapper. You know what I'm saying? And you know what I'm saying? All those reasons, I feel like she could help carry my label into the future. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what we're going with. So like as a female flagship artist, we gonna ask the is it right now? Ha, that female flagship. <laughs> <laughs> female flagship. Okay, Nemo, your last pick was 21, right? Yeah. Why'd you choose him? Um, I chose 21 specifically to link up with J. Cole because I feel like... Oh, that's a dope duo. True. Yeah, true. I feel like the potential in... Um, what, what was that song? A lot. Yeah, I feel like that song has um, a lot of potential for a, a very uh, cohesive collab album between the two. Now, for me personally, that song didn't really reach me like how I wanted it to, but I know that... If we get those two Negroes in in the fucking studio and just work on mastering the sound that I think that they could have, then that shit would be amazing. Okay. J. Cole and 21, that shit would be, man. And Ogeji picked Kendrick. Yes, I did. So, I mean, obviously. He's Kendrick. He's Kendrick. don't need much explanation, yeah, goddamn. Like, he's or she's, that's when you know you got a good pick right there. Like, and the, from his repertoire from Section 80 to now, and you know that whenever he's quiet, he's just creating whatever is the next masterpiece that's not going to sound like the last masterpiece. He's, I think he just turned 30 or 31, maybe. So he still has plenty full years in the game. And he seems like a person who's not afraid of doing things outside of his genre and also making those pop records mm -hmm. and especially putting him up with a female rapper who can, I mean, I feel like I need to hear Megan rap more to see if she can Link go toe to toe. But yeah. even if you just in the game with Kendrick, <laughs> like you can rap, bro. Mm -hmm. So hearing them and then with Tyler's production, like mm, yeah, I know that that crazy shit, shit could happen shit. with them niggas in the room, oh, and all of them are marketable in their own different ways to hit different spheres of like the music listening genres from the like little kids to the older like adults who like more lyrical shit to the people who like ratchet shit for the club. Like I feel like that little my little group of three my my top three that's a that's a solid ass group. And okay, so after. Uh, Nemo does his last two picks because he still has a hundred points yeah. left. Last two, last one, who knows? Yeah. I want us to each like say why we think our label is the best and kind of just explain how they would work as a full label. Essentially, yeah. yeah so idea. Nemo, who are your right. last few picks? Few pick. It's All up right. To you, so with the fourth round in this hip hop draft, the Nemoid select. This is gonna be this is gonna be my female selection. So we're uh, definitely going with no name okay. for sure. So, yeah, I'm going to have No Name be linking up 
with J. Cole okay. and shit yeah. so that J. Cole can get her in the right fucking lane and stuff so that, you know, make her more marketable, mm-hmm. I suppose. And then for the fifth and last pick, I'm going with Uzi for that new age sound. Makes sense. Man. Yeah, so the most labels looking pretty fat over here. Yo. Yeah, yeah, he got the most people. My yeah, he's got five people. So, I guess since mine has the most people, I guess I should start. Yeah, go oh, ahead, yeah. break it down, man. So, to yeah, run it back down, you've got who? All right, so first round we took J Cole. Second round we took the baby. Third round we took Twenty One. Fourth round we took No Name. Fifth round we took Louisy. No man. My eyes are kind of just watering about <laughs> how many demographics we're going to be reaching because there's so many different gra- demographics. And J. Cole in the first round, this nigga can literally, he can tee up with anybody on this label and that shit will sound hot. I have a question. Do you think that 21 and the baby, with them kind of making music kind of in the same lane, do you think that's a conflict of interest? No? Mm-mm. In fact, no. That would be, be even better because... When them niggas cross over and the, their fans are gonna be like, oh, oh my God, it's Twenty One and the Baby. They're they're, they're both gonna be. I'm, I know they're both gonna be spinning like similar shit, but Twenty One he's gonna bring in like kind of a a dry excitement, mm-hmm. right? And then the Baby he's gonna give you that same kind of dry excitement, but like he's gonna, I don't know, make it a little bit more His entertaining. Energy is different. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna make it a little bit more entertaining. And plus, they both already get on the same type of beat l- a little bit. Yeah. So, I think that would be able to mesh well, pretty well, because baby uh, and 21, they'll be able to hit that hood demographic mm-hmm. easily. And then No Name J. Cole, they're going to hit that, that lyrical demographic. No Name is going to be, I guess, the female lyrical demographic, I guess, I don't know. And then J. Cole, he's, he's J. Cole, you know, he's he's the veteran. He's going to be getting all these niggas into shape. Mm-hmm. He already, he can't, he, he, see... J. Cole, he already knows where the fuck everything is going. So that's why I took him in the first round. And I, yeah, I think we got a pretty solid label. Okay. Able to reach all corners of the country. Okay. Oh, fuck. I forgot why I took Uzi. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uzi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's going to be that, that new age demographic. You know what I'm saying? So he's going to be reaching out to, to the kids and the niggas that love Lil Wayne and shit. So... Yeah, I really think J. Cole can tee up with anybody on this roster mm-hmm. and make a hit. All right. I guess I'll go next since I'm here. Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, so you already know I got – I picked Cardi B first, then I had Kanye and Jid. So, no, you know – That's a weird mix. It is a weird <laughs> mix. It is a weird mix. Uh, I feel like two out of the three are going to be pretty hard to manage, at least at first. Cardi, Cardi, Cardi and Kanye. And Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> I love to see to shit. Right, I may <laughs> set a meeting and catch Kanye in Africa somewhere on TV or some shit, but when they're doing their thing, they're doing it well, and people want to listen and people want to hear. Cardi, she's the current in-now person, so I'm going to be raking up all the money right now. As soon as we get started as a label, boom, we're off to the races because we got Grammy-winning artists multiple on my label you know what i'm saying um yeah so she's she's the she's the pop star right she's the one that's like probably more of the the vocal figurehead you know whenever we need to promote something yeah cardi go ahead and go on that show and you know people are going to be watching because she has a big personality people are going to want to see then we got kanye man he's kanye you know we said that already he's got the production that i feel like if him and jid link 
Jid on Kanye's yeah. production, that that's gonna be, be something special. That would be stupid. That's gonna be yeah. something special. Um, be yeah, he's he's an icon. Obviously, he's got a lot of good projects under his belt already. So that's gonna get people already more interested to hear what he's gonna produce under this new label, label with these new people. I don't really know how him and Cardi will mix yet. Yeah, <laughs> how they? But I feel like they would get along because they both have good, uh, like, big personalities. I feel like no, they would. See, I can see that. I like can a see light that. Record, yeah, I, I feel if like it's gonna be funny. Yeah, like. yeah, definitely, and it would do numbers because it's <laughs> fucking Cardi B got on Lil Nas X that Lil Nas X song, the and that song. shit is the biggest song from the EP, of course. Yeah. And yeah. to me, it's not the if best. You go back to right. um, her. Uh, gangster bitch volume music and she had the skits yeah. those skits were actually very funny so imagine Kanye and Jid being Kanye. on some skits with and them and Jid likes um, movies and writing and acting already too so we're yeah. gonna have a f- see that's what I need we're we gonna have a full <laughs> entertainment company over here and yeah. plus Kanye he will be making different types of beats for those exactly. guys yeah mm-hmm. that's very gonna, good at tailoring he's, beats. he's gonna stretch his um, production even further so he's gonna how can I mix Cardi and Jid together yeah. and that's gonna produce some Cause crazy when he, shit when he links up with Cardi he's gonna be like made some modern type shit exactly and then when he links up with Jid he gonna throw in them samples and the shit gonna sound beautiful exactly so Kanye he's raking up the money and then Jid he's the dude he's he's on the come up he's the guy he's gonna grind his way up and achieve that icon status so you know we got the underdog story on the label everybody loves that kind of stuff and so, yeah, we, we got three solid picks right there. We got the lyrical, we got the uh, super creative with Kanye, and then we got the figurehead, the uh, boisterous personality with Cardi. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, my list admittedly is like kind of what the fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, what the fuck as in all three of these artists are dope. But, but how would they match on the label, right? <laughs> but I already got I already got my layout for it. So right. for Jay-Z, for Jay-Z... I, that's my. I have like, it's like tears like this within my label. Jay Z is my established. I know what he is. Mm-hmm. That's my essentially my LeBron of my label. Okay. You know, I'm knowing what I'm gonna get from Jay Z. That's guaranteed. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So he's my legend. Travis is my current superstar. Travis is my current superstar. Yeah, yeah. That's who's that. gonna sell out the shows right now. Oh, he's the hottest no, one right now. Mm-hmm. And then Rico is my up and coming oh, yeah. superstar <laughs> who is building her <laughs> niche audience right now and who still has the potential to just blow. You know what I'm saying? Each yeah. of them could be in a different right. house. But they're not gonna work together. They're just gonna be doing but, the same However, kind of label. what I do think what I do think will happen was that just because like with this dynamic or whatever, and because of how much like respect I'm sure each of the artists would have for Jay Z, like, since he's like like I said, like the LeBron of our team or our label or whatever like that, I'm pretty sure like whatever tips he could give them about the music industry or, you know, how to craft songs and get the best out of you or whatever and to stay in the game, especially for Rico, somebody who's coming up new or whatever, he can give her some really good game in order to really have her career be as prosperous as as it could possibly be. Mm -hmm. Um, And like I said, Jay-Z's pretty much guaranteed money and Travis, I think at this point, especially after Astro World, even though it got snubbed by Hello Awards, it got snubbed like (laughs) shit. But Travis is in this like, like with Astroworld, that entrenched him, I think, in the game. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? At least for like, I think because of Astroworld, he'll be remembered forever. Okay. Oh. I think so. I think like that's like his, so far that's his magnum opus as far as projects, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And that like, you know what I'm saying? That shit went gold in the first week. Like, you know what I'm saying? Fucking concerts sold the fuck out everywhere. You know what I'm saying? And plus, I think Travis and Rico. I think that'd be dope. They can make some I think they could be like some five vibey, like some shit that you, you have to take psychedelics before you listen to that <laughs> shit or some shit. I don't know. But I feel like th- that combination could be five. And then even I, I would be interested, even if I wasn't, if this wasn't my label, if you saw Jay-Z and Travis on a song, you'd be like, mm, 
What? Like you be what? <laughs> you be a what? <laughs> it be a what? But you would listen to it. Yeah, you would yeah, listen yeah. to it. <laughs> you to would see. listen to it just to see. So just that intrigue factor, you know what I'm saying? I think works in that favor, and mm-hmm. especially the same thing with um, Jay Z Rico, which is two totally opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah, and I think that maybe somewhere along in the middle, because since Rico can like she's not just like you know like a, a quote unquote mumble rapper like she does have lyrics mm-hmm. you understand what i'm saying and like i said like she has so much room to grow and she i feel like we have so many sides of her that we haven't seen yet so i think that you know what i'm saying those three people they would definitely find a way to make this label be one of the hottest fucking labels out you know what i'm talking about and you know we got we got some we got something for everybody like jay-z's for like you know what i'm saying the older crowd travis is definitely our age group and below and rico's definitely our age group and below Okay. So I'm getting like all encompassing ages here. You dig what I'm saying? So yeah. You a fucking donkey. I'm going to let this <laughs> up in your tail. <laughs> nah, I would like to see what Jay-Z would say to Rico to just calm her down and see what that's... <laughs> like not saying that she needs to calm down, but like yeah. just seeing a calm Rico rap. Yeah. Like what That'd would that even like be yeah. like? Because even when she tries to do her more like introspective records, it's still so like in your face. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you should love yourself. <laughs> all right. <laughs> love yourself. <laughs> Uh, all right, so with Kendrick, Tyler, and Megan Thee Stallion, I feel like we icy because <laughs> we have, you know, the lyrical schmiracle from Kendrick, the conscious side, who can go pop and can do club uh, songs, and he's proven that time and time again from the start of his career. Tyler, who, again, has the cult following, especially with Odd Future, and honestly, an Odd Future comeback could do a lot of numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and him, he has... A large white audience as well. You know, we tap into that, especially with Igor. That got him a lot more people just watching him and watching his growth as an artist and producer. Very true. Um, And then with Megan, Megan is, you know, just now getting her start. So she's the up-and-comer. Everyone wanted a new female rapper. She still fits the, like, the the look that we want from women, unfortunately. But it still does work in her favor because that's her natural body. It's not like she went and got some implants or anything. Mm -hmm. So she's educated and is going to finish her education. You know that she knows rap. And so the fact that I feel like all of these are people are students of the game and all people who progressively want to get better in their careers, Mm -hmm. it's... I can't even imagine what they're going to be doing in five years because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. the potential is just crazy. <laughs> the potential is amazing, and all of them working together, whether it be Tyler and Megan, Tyler and K- Tyler and Kendrick. Oh, um, that'd be interesting as fuck. <laughs> and yeah, then even Kendrick and Megan on that on yeah. any kind of level, like I see great things for that. There's another reason I had. Um, I definitely want to hear that. Real quick, real quick, real quick. Tyler and Kendrick on a song. Is Tyler hanging with this man? Is Tyler hanging with this man? Lyrically? Only Lyrically? If go, only if he goes into Bastard Tyler. But I'm saying, yeah. I'm, I'm talking about no, peak, peak rapping Tyler. against uh, Peak rapping Tyler. I feel like it'd be a great battle to hear. I don't know if he'll win. But it'll be a great battle to hear. And Loki probably might slip in some like if he I feel yeah. like if he knows he's going against Kendrick, he's gonna be like, All right, Writing nigga, let me go ahead. Like, yeah, he's gonna really like look inside himself. You may have to be like, All right, Kendrick, tone it down a little bit. <laughs> tone it down a little All bit. of them uh do vocal inflections and mess with their voices mm-hmm. and going into different genres and all of that so we can really hit everywhere in the market if we wanted to. And yeah. Y'all have anything else? No. Um, I just feel like I didn't give No Name enough credit. Like, she took over the Chicago po- Poetic Game. So, she th- that's definitely. Yeah, that was Brave Voices, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or at least louder than the bomb over in Chicago. I'm speaking Poetry World. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so, you guys have heard 
each of our label picks. Yeah. Let us know who you think label would be most successful out of the four of us. I'm interested yeah. to hear what you guys uh, think. People are young too. Yeah, yeah, true. Definitely. And and um, oh, that was my thing because. I mean, considering I own the label, I'm assuming I'm also on this label. So oh. us working together, me and Kendrick, me and Kendrick, Tyler, me and Meg, all of us would fuck right. shit up. I'm telling you, Man, I'm telling look. you. Yeah, true, true. Imagine, imagine me and No Name. Oh, oh, jeez, trippy. <laughs> <laughs> so but, yeah, uh, us four are going to the top. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Make the label be that's just, well. that's just crazy. That's a good point, though. <laughs> So who didn't get drafted? Oh, oh shit. yeah, that's a that's a thing. Yeah. And oh like, damn, Drake didn't get drafted. Drake did not get drafted. <laughs> <laughs> also, let us know who y'all would make as y'all team. The people who didn't get drafted was Drake, Nicki Minaj, Pusha T, Big Sean, Logic, Gunna, and Playboy Cardi. Yeah. Are we gonna give reasonings or should we just leave that? To we'll the just leave that up to you. Interpretation. Fuck them. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. But you got to think about like put for me like Pusha T was like I like Pusha T, but potential. Potential. Like, like, and you're not Jay Z though, so it's like even though he's older, you're still not as big as him. So it doesn't like, look like he's really focused on music. Yeah. Either, so he's like, I'll give you a couple singles a year, my nigga. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, I'm just here for the name. Man. You know what I'm saying. All right, so that's that. That's the draft. Let us know if y'all like that segment, and uh, we might bring it back. Robinsons, I'm the greatest, like Michael, but I'm the latest. My seat's just sprouting up daily. We're okay, and that's amazing, that's amazing. Compare to y'all, say, cause the rapping constellation. Already for my page, spreads. Niggas ain't seen this. No queen, I'm an impress. Your balls don't impress the boss. Nah, hang with the gang, get bound to bang. All up in the town, get told me, told me, can't understand the word I love. He's a fella boss, so y'all so, um, I guess I'll just start off like this. Start off with something simple. Um, so what initially got you into rap? Like, what age did you start? Okay, so it's a couple starts because it wasn't like all the way together. Okay. As for like officially, I am like rapping, rapping. Yeah. This is my career. Yes, that was nineteen, and I like did intersectional blackness. Before then, I'd, like, called myself a rapper, but I didn't really have any music out, so I called, felt bad for, like, doing it. Like, I would do, we had, like, a little group of friends back in Kansas City, and we would try shit, but I was really mostly just poet girl. Mm-hmm. And so, but uh, my first rap, I was, like, nine, or it was fourth grade in art class. My job was born uh, in, like, a mixed suburb and then moved out to a white suburb at preschool. And so, like, I was... <laughs> I wrote um, this song called It's Hard Out There for a Pimp. <laughs> in fourth grade? In fourth grade. It's you woke. It's hard out there for a pimp. Making money ain't no skill. Was this song out gangsters. somewhere? <laughs> no, nah, I wrote, I mean, that's funny. That's still in my head. But, like, I feel like because I wrote it in art class. Wow. And, I like, that was the only, it's not like I did that and then, like, oh, yeah. No, rapping. Yeah. I literally, I really did stop because I just, from what I was seeing in the media, I couldn't beat that. So mm. I was like, I can't do that. So poetry. Go. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, first rap itself was like eight, nine years old. And then I took it seriously 10 years later. 
<laughs> that's actually funny as fuck she's like 10 years like she was 19 she was like actually you know what that shit i was doing at nine years old this could be my life you dig what i'm saying so you mentioned that you're not from here you're nah. from kansas city mm-hmm, missouri born and raised born and raised what was that like growing up in kansas city so i don't know anybody from kansas city to be honest i mean you know tech nine yo yeah I and then janelle gonna... monet well she's she's from the wine dot side which is kck oh okay yeah but they're right there to each other so yeah growing up in kansas city i mean it's not it's i don't want to like talk bad and say it's nothing like dumbass special because like we're just a <laughs> like it's just a town in the midwest you know we have some big things and but not it's like a big city but it's still small mm-hmm. and yeah. so Especially because I was born in a smaller suburb called Raytown, and then moved out to Lee Summit, and so that's where I went through K through twelve. Um, so it's like I don't know. It's it's a weird place, and it's I I kind of like the fact that it's hidden somewhat because all the treasures you find there are like you would never know unless mm. you like literally live there and then not even live there, but you went to those spots like the historic jazz district or like. Um, different places around things like the plaza or uh, riverside market downtown the crossroads arts district like there's a lot of just cool eclectic shit that no one in the world knows about but us <laughs> and so yeah okay a, uh, I, have a, I have a question um so you're doing all these creative things you're an author actress uh music maker what do you think or what would you say pulls you to keep creating like what do you love about it like what may, what is making you do all these creative endeavors I have no choice. Okay. And I know that kind of sounds like artist. <laughs> <laughs> this is my life. I hate, I hate that. Like, <laughs> nah, but hey, I mean, it's like. If it's true, it's true. Because, I mean, as a, a kid, I wasn't necessarily uh, optimist and, like, happy and stuff. And so writing was, like, the only way I could talk. And so, or at least be real with, mm-hmm. like, anything. Mm-hmm. And then I had, like, at 12, and I got my first laptop. But it's not like I got the laptop. It was like a broken old laptop that was just kind of, hey. So when I did that, I like, I became obsessed with like other people's arts. Like if it was like Ellen Page, I would watch all her movies. Mm. If it was like this artist, I would listen to all their stuff. Like I just become became obsessed with just ingesting art. And then I realized that like I feel things from something that came from another person's mind. I want to do that. And so everything kind of just went up from there. And it was like, I mean, I come, I'm Nigerian, and okay. that's where my name comes from. It's my birth name. Um, and so art is definitely not a thing. It's definitely doctor, lawyer, engineer, nurse, mm-hmm. like, of right. that thing. So it was like, I knew what I wanted to do, but I kept it a secret for a very long time until you get older. And, like, so many people ask me, so what are you going to do? You thought you were going to be judged. <laughs> and so, huh? You thought you were going to be judged? Of course. I, I mean, I was judged. I was definitely. <laughs> like, <laughs> no one was rocking with me in the beginning, yo. Um, yeah, it took a lot of uh, time and investment on myself and a, a couple family interventions. And, like, uh, especially when I started poetry, like, mm-hmm. and that was, like, taking me outside the home. And I was, um, I did broadcast radio before I even got into poetry. And so that was taking me outside of the home and, like. I had to somewhat show that it was substantial and that people actually liked me for anybody to really rock with it. Outside from my little sister. My little sister's my little goon, and she's been right with me from, from the jump. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody else was like, I have to convince you, like, I'm not going to go do nursing for four years and then try this. That's a waste of time. Okay. <laughs> and so, yeah. I, I got a question that kind of bounces off of his question. So there's this quote I read. 
Ogechi is a true artist. Who said that quote? Ogechi is a true artist? Mm-hmm. Oh, you're talking about... <laughs> okay. <laughs> 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 somebody. <laughs> uh, I have my friends usually do a lot of my bios. I don't write any of my own bios. I feel like that's weird because um, I... I don't know how I should be. Re- I'm like, I know how I like to be received, but I don't want to like put it there to force you to receive it that way. So mm. I ask mm-hmm. my friends and my mentors to give me what y'all think. Interesting. And so that's yeah. where that came from. Do you do that when you um, are about to embark on something creative? Like, do you go around and get other perspectives on an idea that you might have in order to maybe help you? Oh, no, don't do that. Don't do that? No, I'm sorry. I, like every, all the creative things that come to my mind, like it's always the after that I'll show somebody. Mm-hmm. But even then, I usually don't, I don't really show a lot of people like anything until it's like completely done. Okay. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. I feel so, that. I can, I can be the same way too. This is probably the first, this project is the first time I've had somebody listen to it before it, like before I actually started creating it. And that's only because that was my mentor and like he does that style of music. So I'm like, hmm. why Yo, not? <laughs> okay. Okay. So what, what's this project? Uh, this new project is called, uh, it's R&B, my first take at doing a full R&B okay. EP, because I can't call myself genre eclectic, but I haven't done one of the main genres. <laughs> <No> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I know that. So, yeah, that's, it's going to be called New Nostalgia. Ooh. Okay. When is that expected to drop? In early August. Early August. Early August. Yeah, yeah. So you've got three projects already out. No, now. I don't. Oh, I have six projects out. Six projects. Oh, shit. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. Six. What are you talking about? I had to check. That's all right. That's all right. That's right. <laughs> so, which project or body of work would you say most defines you as an artist? Damn good question. Yeah, wow. Thank you. Um, Lord. That most defines me? Mm-hmm. Like, like if I were to just click on one random one and be like, "Oh shit, this is really Okechi," like, which one would that be? I. That's so hard because all of them are different mm-hmm. in s- complete, like in all ways, and that's even where genre eclectic even came from. It was the fact that I don't, I don't want to have to choose, even though people have told me that my whole life. <laughs> like, no, I agree with you with that. Yeah, sure. yeah, so, yeah, yeah we all agree. Yeah. I think as for. I can't. I can't do it based on a, a sonic place. Mm-hmm. I can do it based upon an approach pra- place. So, what I did, this is it's a weird kind of circling thing. Though what I did with my first project, like ever, and that was the project that I literally just did because I wanted to create music as a teenager and put it out as a teenager. Um, intersectional blackness. It was structured as a five paragraph essay, and it was five songs, and so each oh, wow. part of that was. So I like like that style to where it mm. tells a it's a full concept and you can grasp that throughout yeah. the thing and it tells a certain story but each song itself is its own like place so it was like one had like the boom bap type feel one was one that could be played in like a club and like it had like all those different elements to it yeah i would say intersection of blackness at least in the sense of approach not necessarily sound because that yeah First Bounce project, you know, <laughs> I didn't really mess with it like people did, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, so b- bouncing off of that question or that answer that you just gave, I'm interested to know what is generally your process, I guess, when going into um, something creative, whether that's music or whatever. Like, do you generally start with, oh, dang, I want to make a, a, an album about this or I want to just do this or how, how do you generally like begin that process? I think it has morphed over time 
So with like intersectional blackness, that was okay. You were making a project before we turned twenty. Okay. So the idea was, and especially me coming from poet world, it was very easy just to go straight into something like an essay. Um, the project after that, Hip Hop Scala, that one was inspired by me wanting to show people that I can rap rap. Like, I take this shit very seriously. And even the, just the term Hip Hop Scala comes from KRS-One and just being a scholar of actual hip hop. So yeah. I took time out mm-hmm. to really study as many people as I could before doing that project. And so that's where that one came from. There was a project in between there. I'm not going to talk about it because it's a very trash project. But uh, <laughs> we, we did, uh, that was just me making music. I'm like, <laughs> 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 um, okay. <laughs> After Hip Hop Scala, um, damn, what was it? Oh, Black and Roll came because rock was one of the first things I fell in love with. I was an emo teenager in mm-hmm. the suburbia. So, like, I wanted to get out that angst and also, again, pay homage to the people who created rock and roll, which is black women, like mm-hmm. Sister Rosetta Tharp and Big Mama Thornton and all these. And that's why they are the covers. Like, And also, just to show, I feel like whenever I go to a new genre, I have to pay respect and pay homage to the people who created it. And so that's where Black and Roll came from. And also that was like the most emotional album that our EP that I ever released. And so it was very nice in the sense of me getting out the emotions of that time period of my life. And then you get to uh, for Funkadelic. I wanted to make happy music after doing so much, such like depressing yeah. <laughs> and yeah, stuff. I and I was yeah. like, what's happy? Funk. And so I go back in history, go research people like Betty Davis, go research people who... Uh, uh, Shaka Khan and all of them and created Afro-Funkadelic from a very happier place and even then it still kind of had like um, it was all still happy even though like some of them like this one song Infatuation just mm-hmm. it was about like pe- people being blinded by relationships which can lean to to be negative but the beat was still so yeah. <laughs> like that's funny we literally listened to that song on the way here and I really like that shit like oh, it was you. really tight so um, yeah that one and then up into this next one coming out, like, I didn't know I was going to, because honestly, I was going to take a break from, because I've, re- I've started releasing music in the summer of 2017. So mm-hmm. in two years, that's six projects. And so I wanted to take a break and really work on a full-length mixtape. And then all of a sudden, life decided something else for me. And I was hit with, oh, no, New Bitch Energy. Wow, I forgot about that for you. I did New Bitch Energy as, you know, kind of just showing people I can't be commercial and I can't do the things that is kind of what is expected of a female rapper in the game mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that's where that project came in. But Slight I fix. realized... Slight fix. You know, songs like Schleit Twerk and yeah. both of them. Like <laughs> Which, by the way, the video, I like really like the video. I, know, I told you that. Definitely check that out, you guys. So I don't mean to, like, extend this answer. It's just no, affected. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel you. Um, and so after I did that, I realized, though, if I take a break off of New Bitch Energy, people are going to assume that New Bitch Energy is Ogechi Sound, and I did not want that. And so I, I thought I was just going to release a couple singles just to, like, keep people by, and then life hits, relationships hits, and Ari Lennox, Ari Lennox releases um, Shea Butter Baby, and I'm just hit with all this nostalgia, and I'm just like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and then I realized how I'm afraid how – I don't fear a lot of things in this world, but as for myself, I was like, wow, I, I guess I'm kind of afraid of me embracing my own tone of voice and not necessarily changing it for what is more marketable, which is, you know, the kind of higher pitch because mm-hmm. my voice sits kind of low. <laughs> and so that's where this R&B project came, comes, like me wanting to hear, do the things that I grew up with in the sense of R&B, because I love, love, love R&B. Like, I listen to it every single day to go to sleep. Like, Same. everywhere, like, 
it's wild. And so me conquering that, really solidifying myself as genre eclectic, not being afraid of what my voice can do and what my voice can't handle, and also having a project that people can have that isn't, that wasn't like I did it for y'all. Even though like it still did new bitch energy for me because I was like, can I even do this shit? But <laughs> the, that one at the end of the day was for different people. This one was completely another way for me, mm-hmm. and so I'm, I will be happy for people to go back to this as I work on whatever the Other fuck is stuff. next. Okay. And speaking of that project, what's the title of it again? That's uh, coming out. New nostalgia. New nostalgia. Um, I guess you touched on it a little bit, but like, what would you want people to take away from the project as a whole when it comes out? I would or what should they be listening for, or, you know? I don't necessarily think about that whenever I release music. I really don't even know people will like the shit. Mm-hmm. I was like, if I like it, I hope y'all like it too, but I don't really care because I like it. Right. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, <clears throat> I hope people appreciate the realness within it, like from top to bottom, because it's really a coming of age, just being the age of 21 and all the shit that happens and all the especially being a college student and still trying to manifest something in a creative world. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bringing back things like th- the, the the topics or at least the ways of doing R&B that isn't necessarily trap-based like it is now because n- I don't right. think there's a single trap drum on that project. Okay. And if it is, it's like very slight and I don't use it <laughs> like people usually do. Um, like how Life Jennings used to talk to people through R&B. Like, yeah, okay. I guess you're saying. It kind of has that vibe but then also has like, you know, the relationship kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I tried to do my thing, you know. Yeah. I think that's the way to go into like art in general is like make something that you like first and foremost, and then you wouldn't really care um, much about what people say after that, besides just like you know, hoping you enjoy it or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was looking at your books. I was flipping through some pages and, and saw my name in here. <laughs> <laughs> this, but, I'm starting to check. <laughs> I was like, huh? But then, um, besides that, you have two books in front of us right now. I don't know. Are these your? Um, only two books out now? Yes. Or, okay. So one of them is called Lost Negro Records, and the other one is This Is My Country. Um, so what are these books about, essentially? So the first one, Lost Negro Records, I self-published at 19, um, freshman year. And that one, I act as a teacher in Afrocentric Academy, and I'm speaking to the teens and the kids that have been killed by the police over the the past oh, um, basically decade about the black history that I was not taught growing up in white suburbia. And I don't think a lot of people are taught kind of ever. Definitely. Yeah. And so it, every poem is a lesson. There are substitute teachers, you know, that are oh, wow. a poem, uh, people back home in Kansas city. I had included the for the, the like principal was one of my poetry mentors and he gives the forward in the beginning, the, um, the, what is the thing at the, after, the afterward? I think, yeah, the afterword was done by Miss um, Grace Gibson. She's a teacher um, in the African American Studies Department at Georgia State, and love that woman. And so, yeah, I just I wanted to have something that was entertaining and also informing and ingestible by all people. Okay. And also because I'm as a poet, like it's kind of encouraged that you have a book. And I was one of those like, like I'm not gonna do a poetry feature if I don't have a book to perform at that feature. So I cracked down. and I was like, get this shit out. That's mm. cool. So they're all filled with just uh, poems, I guess, related to that story, mm-hmm. essentially. That's really so it cool. goes. Yeah, it's from, a cool format. Thank you. And then this is my country. Um, so in 2017, 
yeah, yeah. 2017, I was crowned Atlanta's Youth Poet Laureate for 2017, 2018, and with that comes a book deal. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Congrats. Thank you. That's tight. Um, and so, even though we had, there's a lot of issues going on with the people who championed it, which is more so internal business stuff that I have nothing to do with. Mm-hmm. Um, so, this year is when <laughs> my book came out, uh, This is My Country. And it is about me being a Nigerian and me even just calling myself Nigerian. Some people don't even like like that just because I was born in America. But it's like, if I was born in Germany, I'd still be a Nigerian. If I was born in Asia, I'd still be a Nigerian. Right, right. If Nigeria didn't exist, I'd still be an Igbo person, right. which is my mm-hmm. tribe. So, and also being, even though I was born and raised in like Whitelandia, I was still, <laughs> <laughs> I was still raised a Nigerian in the household and raised Nigerian in the larger, greater Kansas City community, especially because mm. my parents were pillars in the community, are pillars in the community. So. I got, and also I'm one of the families that do go home often. And so I've probably been back to Nigeria maybe like four or five, six times now. Last time was last summer. Mm. I spent about two months there with my little sister because she went to school there. Like she left fifth or fifth grade and spent three years there and then came back for high school. Mm. And so her friends were graduating. She also graduated. So that was like her graduation gift. And that's my goal. So went over there with her and it ended up being really dope because I have cousins that do music over there and so she ended up knowing somebody who um, runs the festival so I got to do like my first festival run in Nigeria which I feel like is kind of heartwarming for myself wow yeah it's Um, like full circle international (laughs) worldwide and that's one thing I was like oh so I can just tech on international artists (laughs) yes Yes. but yeah so this is very deep meanings and very like interesting like stories behind both of these books um, and to kind of like just build on like your international, like, you know what I'm saying, flavor and things like that. Who's some, not just inter- international acts, but who are some of your biggest creative inspirations as far as like film, um, music, everything? Like just drop some names. Who is somebody that you would love to meet and get some game from? She died, Maya Angelou. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. I cried. <laughs> but as for people now, mm-hmm. okay, so it's, it's it has to be a list because I do too many things for it to ever be one person. Absolutely. Right? But then again, there are people who do that shit. And like honestly, Queenie Tifa was one of the biggest people that I would look at when I was younger and tell people, "Fuck you, I can do whatever I want." Because look at her doing whatever the fuck she wants. Right. I can't. I don't have to choose one. And then also Donna Glover, another person who doing everything, do whatever the fuck yeah. they want just because they're a creative being. Exactly. Yeah. Like you can't, you cannot put a, a, a box. You can't put a top on that. Um, so yeah, Queen Latifah, Donald Glover, I would say other people that inspire me is Missy Elliott. Um, Underrated too. Mm -hmm, Very much so. Um, who else is out there? I mean, as for like the everythings, those are like the tops. tops. Everything else is kind of like, well, for singing, it's this person. For rapping, it's this person. For film, it's this person. Yeah. And see, that's why I think there's like... Some people that are really good and like really set in one specific thing, and then there are just people who are creative beings, like you said, who just kind of you have to just flex a little bit of uh, creative energy into everything because yeah. all that stuff kind of like when you're a creative person in general, it kind of overlaps to where you know you're able to kind of put different spins on um, different platforms, I mm-hmm. guess. Art in the flesh. Yeah. But where could people find first off your books? you and your music and uh you know anything else that you may have out um you can find my books on my website and you can find my music on apple spotify all those i put and i know why you said three because on spotify there's only three 
on SoundCloud that has everything I released, including the trash shit, because I thought about taking that down. And I was like, uh, I guess people can hear the growth or whatever. <laughs> hear the journey. There's some and people, some people that probably love them. I know, yeah. and that's wild. I'm like, y'all. The... No, yeah, Why? every song is somebody's favorite. Every yeah. song. So. so, yeah, that's the reason why I kept, kept them up there. And I might end up putting some back on Spotify. It's just, I went through like a little artistic, like, thing where i was like i hate everything take it all off so like i almost did that like twice so yeah, i so I you feel, feel you but yeah um my website uh me. um my social media on everything is ceo underscore og because i'm a fuck and my first two letters of my name described that um so yeah wait so going back to the influencers uh question what about trina because I heard you mention her on one of your songs. So oh, like, Lauren Hill uh, or Trina. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Trina was, I mean, the original baddest bitch. Like, yeah. you can never take nothing, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't yeah. take please, nothing from the baddest. Like, And so just saying that, like, I can be the Lauren Hill type, and I get that comparison a lot just because of the more of the conscious things that I do talk about. Yeah. But I will be Trina because I can do whatever the fuck I want, <laughs> and I feel like I'm the baddest as well. So, <laughs> so yeah, I don't want I don't want to ever be put into a box, especially as a female rapper. It's like it's kind of like you only ratchet, are you only yeah. lyrical? Mm-hmm. And it's like I will be mm-hmm. both if I want to, <laughs> and neither if I don't want to be any. So there you go. Right, you don't have any right to tell anybody to be monolithic in their art. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And the second that someone tries to, it's like, okay, let's go to the complete opposite and do that. Like, yeah, just to piss them <laughs> off. Just to shine on them. So yeah, yeah. you've got some upcoming shows. I have some. Up- I just did a show yesterday. Um, it was the Habasha Organic Fest, which was at the Omanala Afric's Afrocentric Griot Museum. It was really dope. Like a lot of black people, a lot of veganism, a lot of <laughs> <laughs> a lot of organic shit. Like, and what they do is um, it's a fundraiser and they do sustainability in ghana so they send people back uh, to africa and do like things like the solar panels and just gardening and all that extra stuff that's really not like good for the country um next show that i have coming up is summer slam yeah. i don't know if you know who yep my boy vino is running yeah, that. yeah. so i'll be in that one yeah but yeah i've kind of separate us uh, not separating I'm not doing as many shows as I would do in the past because especially coming off of what the performance I did for the Afrofunkadelic release mm-hmm. and that was a sense of having like a backing band and having backup singers and dancers like I don't want to go down. So if that means I'm doing less performances because I can upgrade the quality of the performance then I'll do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So yeah. And all of you wanting to know how to spell Ogechi's oh, name yeah. <laughs> for uh, search purposes O-G-E-C-H-I. Yeah. And what's, what's the name of your website? O G E C H I dot me. Dot me. Got you. Yeah, yeah. Um, anything else you would like to let the people be aware about before um, the end of the show? Well, I think people might want to know what my name means. Oh, go yeah. ahead. <laughs> let them know. That's usually like what, like just in conversations, like, oh, what, what do you mean? So, yeah, it's, it's my, like, first birth name, Ogechi Nedima, father is my, my full name. And Ogechi in Igbo means God's time. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, yeah, yeah. And it, it's kind of funny how that plays into my life, like, all the time. And it's irritating, honestly, sometimes. But then what are you going to do with divinity? So True. <laughs> so, yeah. But, yeah, man, y'all go check out Ogechi's stuff. Uh, I appreciate it. Check out her books, no music, acting. 
Go check her out in our documentary. Yeah, yeah. Go follow her on all the social media sites. And tell me what you think, like, about yeah. stuff, like, legitimately. I'm not, like, obviously I'm not, like, no kind of big-ass artist who, like, if I if I ignore the message, okay, <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> I want to apologize on air because you, I know, like, there are times where I don't text back. And oh, it's not, yeah, like, nah. it's not a you thing. It's a everybody no, thing. <laughs> everybody, yeah. No, I don't even, nah, that's, 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 that's I everybody. think about that and I kind of, like, damn, I... No, we get that. I didn't even respond. And they'll text together like, damn, I didn't even. <laughs> the damn, first I didn't even respond. <laughs> Put the phone down again. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we have tunnel vision trying to manifest something in your life, man. Yeah. Um, yeah that we, we yeah. get that. Artists so, yeah. are very busy. But yeah, I do. I see y'all DMs and I really do want to hear your opinions, good or bad. If it's bad, you may not get a response or you may get something <laughs> generic. Because, again, I'm an artist and right. I'm sensitive right. and <laughs> but I do like hearing what other like even their critiques because even if you're if you're taking the time out to critique it, that means you actually did listen to it. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. Tell me shit. Yeah. I want to hear from you. Check her out and uh, yeah, give her some kind words, give her some criticism, um, but be polite about it. Don't be a dick about it. You know what I'm saying? Don't just demur and say you trash. The fuck yeah, you gonna do that? Like, come on now. Don't be dicks, bitch. <laughs> 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 now, I had somebody come tell me about a Slightworks video. What what happened with this? And they're like, it was trash. You just walk she up to you like, and be like, um, so as a filmmaker, um, <laughs> <laughs> she came in on some bullshit with the shit. Per- prerequisite. Oh, some, as a filmmaker, as a film analyst and journalist, <laughs> with, her, with, her, with her goddamn pipe and shit. As a filmmaker, she was like swall. complaining about, and that's what they're like. That was actually like that because I mean, mm-hmm. as a filmmaker myself too, I yeah. can see like yeah. where we can step up the game. I hope you said <laughs> that too. I'm like, I'm a filmmaker too, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was something Before about like, you responded. Yeah. and then she ended it with like, if you want to work in the future, uh, I was like, oh, oh. that's. I don't think that's how you do that, girl. Yeah, <laughs> she actually worked with. Her, she's yeah, because you know she she has her her stuff. She was like in the yeah. I, that's how people do. They'll always be give you that harsh <laughs> criticism. And be like, but I mean, we could make something together. Um, you know, yeah, you, as a you need to get with me. You need to get yeah. with me, and I'll, I'll upgrade that shit, buddy. <laughs> Basically, if you read through the lines, is what they saying. But no, I mean, I think too, and yeah, you know, we'll see what happens in the future. It's all good. <laughs> well, yeah, like, like, like we discussed out there, there's two things you can do with criticism. In my opinion, as an artist, either you're gonna like. Depending on how you respond to things, you know what I'm saying? Either you could just like, if you can disregard it if it's not something that you really accept, or if you see the other perspective, you can charge it to the game and use it to get better if you agree with it. So, yeah, yeah. And that's the only thing. I'll never be stagnant or complacent in my art because mm. it took up to Afrofuckadelic for me to actually have an entire project that I enjoy from top to finish. And even then, there's still the things in that that it's like, Oh, I wish I did this with my voice. I wish I did that better. I wish I hit that note or whatever the fuck. And so I still am not satisfied with my music. And that's why it's kind of weird to hear people tell me my sound or tell me, like, (laughs) who I'm like. And it's it's like, I don't know (laughs) y'all. I don't know (laughs) y'all. But, yeah. I mean, yeah, that that happens. But, you know, I I even think sometimes when, like, people compare you to other people, I, I don't know. It's it's kind of like a reflex, I guess. Like when they hear your stuff and they haven't heard it before, like oh, it sounds like um, this person, I guess, because just you know. But yeah, people will see. I guess the more you do, like who you are as an artist, and uh, you've got a lot of projects out there, so it's definitely a lot of material for people to go check out. <laughs> and like I say, y'all go check it out. Get in while you know what I'm saying while they're getting is good, and be like, I was there from day one. Exactly. Yeah. So you can brag and out. say you were. Because when this blow up happened and that ball start rolling and it just skyrockets, you're. Yeah. You know, I'm going to remember the people. <laughs> like, yeah, we all are. People. Everybody's going to remember the people who was down when they was when they was, was low, nothing. They broke. College yeah. student. That was important. <laughs> just as a final question. Um, not even just as a... Um, I, I'll specify this question. Let's say as a rapper. 
I asked you this before, but I want oh. you to give this answer again for the people, okay. you know, who might be listening or whatever. As a rapper, um, and I guess I'll throw an overall creative. How do you want to be remembered? Mm. I want to be... I want to be remembered as a woman who did what she wanted and did it all well. Not just a person who did it all because they could or because, you know, we kind of are more. Some people are kind of pushed to go to other genres. You know, yeah. she did what was in her heart and her heart was to do it all. And she did it all well. She represented her culture well. She put on for everybody that she could and she made people feel hell fucking yeah that was beautiful that yeah. damn <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing else better to end the episode on than that oh, so man. before we get out of here um let's all say our socials one more time obviously you can follow uh, our collective at low mid productions on ig and low mid is the name of our channel on youtube l-o-w-m-i-d you can follow me at huey revolution on everything nemo you can follow me on everything, Nemo the Zeus, N-E-M-O-T-H-E-Z-E-U-S. You can follow me at King Ramil, R-A-H-M-I-L on Instagram. And you can follow me at uh, CEO underscore OG on Instagram and Twitter. I followed Low Mid on YouTube and Instagram, and I'm expecting a follow okay. back. Oh, like, absolutely. We got, we got I mean, you. if you don't fuck with me, I understand. <laughs> I won't take it personally. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that everybody liked the content. No, we, but we you got you. We'll hit you with we follow back. <laughs> Matter of fact, right. hold up. <laughs> Live on air. Live on air. All right. Yeah. But thank you guys like for having me. Yeah, no, no problem. problem. Thank you for coming. Show. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And being a part of that documentary. Um, yeah. yeah. As rough as I was looking, y'all better see that glow up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, that's the thing. They're going to look back after we all blow and they're going to be like, oh, shit. They, they knew each other back <laughs> then. Right. Like, Man, yeah, class, boy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, catch up. Y'all got to catch up. <laughs> I do think about that sometimes, though. Like, in the later years, oh, long time friend. Da, 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 da. Yeah, like who you knew from the beginning. It's like, oh, yeah, we came up together. Like, <laughs> think about? about all the niggas that like, especially like with TDE and shit like yeah. that, they grew like in all the same this, house. That, yeah, that shit is wild how that works out. But <laughs> hey. Outcast and uh, Goody Mob at the same school. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> like the, who the fuck would thought? shit happen? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we finna be out. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure to give us your responses to the lists. Uh, follow everybody. Check everything out. And uh, yeah, we're gone. Peace. So you gotta tune into the station, the elevation channel. Sister groups, I'm in the making the legendary shit. You get the news. It's a gate sheet. My philosophies get lost up in the waves. Don't worry, I'm watching while the godly is a grave. It's a wave. Socrates ain't got shit on the G. Babe, follow Miss Gagey. Maybe you'll get to drop them waves. I drop them.